0: Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
1: Ooh, ah. High definition moan. Hey. I can real feel days. every pixel. I can feel every pixel on you over there. Wow.
2: <laughs> you know what? At least the face is good. That means you may also be seeing some grays in there
1: too, DK. Am oh, I no. getting old or, or which one is it? Uh, no play for mr gray i believe is how it goes here ah <laughs> we've got've got the man. wrong thing up and everything look i had the wrong banner up on the show here it's Monday man we're just trying to get moving here you know Mo
2: what we got answers dK we got answers baby let's rock dK
1: He does have answers, everybody. He's Ramon Foster. He's in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic in downtown Pittsburgh from DK Pittsburgh Sports. And, Moan, we're going to talk about Bud Dupree for real here. Bud did sign over the weekend after our last show. A one-year, $5 million with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Steelers Mm -hmm. don't like to do guys for more than a year. Yeah, Uh, in that. I'm sorry, not for for just one year in that circumstance. I don't get that exactly. You you don't want to do prove it contracts. Why? Uh,
2: Because if they prove themselves right, then you get them for the next year. (laughs) <laughs> that's uh-huh. why you're <laughs> okay. held to a a contract if that's the case uh i talked to bud uh about an hour or so after all the news had broken down and i hit him up with the side eye, i was like man congratulations didn't even want to go into the idea he's like hey ma i'm gonna call you after i work out uh so i talked to him <laughs> immediately as he was leaving out of his workout uh, this past Friday, and uh, I wanted to do the show. I said, no, we, I knew you had stuff going on. I did, too. But in my conversation with Bud, it was this. It was as uh, someone reported earlier, and he said that he only wanted to do a one-year and Pittsburgh wanted to do a two-year. That's how it broke down. Uh, and I asked him, too. I was like, man, I don't have to talk about this if you don't want me to, because you know how I am with my former teammates. Mm-hmm. I yep. like to respect our relationship as teammates and not me being on the media side. Right. So... Uh, with that being said, he's like, No, go go ahead. Because he said this. He said, This time around on a different deal, smaller deal was probably harder than his big deal. He got, and wow. I was like, What do you mean? But he's like, Mo, I know what Pittsburgh is. He's like, I, I know they want me there. He's like, I, I know what I'm getting myself into. He said, This was probably the hardest decision I've had to make, and to like telling them no, he was like, Because. I want to be able to just do one year. Pittsburgh wanted to do a multiple year, meaning two years. He said, but I want to be able to have a good year and also hit the market again. And I say, you know what? I get it. And he said, look, he talked to Coach T. He talked to Omar numerous times. He talked to even Mr. Rooney. And everything and everybody was on the same board. And he uh, he, he went on to say, it's by far the hardest negotiating I've ever had to do. It's like tell Pittsburgh
1: no. Well, this brings up a couple of interesting things within it. Here's what I see, Moan. I I see a situation where he obviously got the clean bill of health. Otherwise, nobody's handing him $5, much less $5 million. Exactly. Okay. I also see something where the Steelers also had the same mindset. They, They felt he was healthy and ready to go. Otherwise, they wouldn't offer two years instead of one. Now, if... If you're looking at it from Bud's standpoint, though, he's just believing in himself, isn't he? He's saying, I'm 30 years old. I get that part, but I am i know I'm going to outperform this contract, and I know there's going to be a line outside the door waiting for me. Yes.
2: Um. And, and DK, I, I want to say this right here. This back here, the big owl loves Hans 57. I do too, okay, big Al. <laughs> we had a conversation about this, about Alex Highsmith. Okay, mm-hmm. and this is what he said he told him. He was just like, well, this is my perception of what happened, to before we got into what they talked about in a sense. Bud was of the mindset that he was going to be a security blanket for Alex probably, too, meaning that as players, they can negotiate against you as one to another. Bud yes. older. Bud becomes more productive. Guess what, Alex? We don't have to sign you for this. We got Bud. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that side of it, too, to whereas – Now, as far as fair market value for Alex and his deal, it kind of get knocked a little bit because there's a security blanket of blood. Bud had he signed in Pittsburgh? But it was uh, this without me even asking him. He said after the fact, DK told him, Alex, go kill it, because I think he understood the, the 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 I guess the way they could box him in. And now the way you got to look at it is they either got to go get a different veteran or they got to go in the draft a little bit for Alex as far as if he doesn't have the year that he's looking forward to. But it's it's really cool to hear him. And I didn't even ask him. He just told – he said he texted
1: Alex, hey, go get him. Go get him go this get him. year. So yeah. I'm hoping – and you
2: know what that means too, DK.
1: Oh, I do. And 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 uh, he's saying, you know, listen, you, you have them, okay? <laughs> You're in control here. Whereas if Bud comes into the picture – and Bud performs to the level that you and I have been saying for a while, we believe that he can. Yep. Uh, then it's a different picture. I happen to believe, okay, and this is totally a moot point now, but this is just fun. I happen to believe that if Bud had come in, I don't think he would have come in as a designated number three. No, okay? it's tough too, isn't it? He's still Bud, okay? And with all due respect here to Alex and his 14-and-a-half sacks, most of those sacks and most of that damage came when TJ Watt was out there and he was not anywhere near yeah. that factor when Bud was when when, uh, when, when T.J. TJ wasn't. Okay. Yeah. And that right there, just I, I, I keep feeling like Alex still has more to prove. And look, oh my if that makes God. him mad, okay, I'm sorry, Okay, I just didn't see a snap after snap after snap impact the way you see with TJ and the way you saw with the peak version of Bud, meaning right before he left for Nashville. So if he comes in as a competitor, Mm -hmm. I just said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if Bud comes into Latrobe as a competitor with Highsmith and beats him out, just saying, Okay, Okay.
2: And you know what this is? History repeating himself. And you want to know why? There's somebody else that left and went back and came and actually pushed uh, a, a young guy out. That was James Harrison. Oh, you remember so him? True. Him and Jarvis Jones situation. There went Jarvis. There went Jarvis. Why? Because James.
1: Come on. <laughs> James is a better football player.
2: Come on. So that's that was that on that, though, too, man, with the idea that, well, look. We know where we're getting everybody in the mom. I saw somebody call Bud Dud a second ago. I'm like, okay, you say what you want to. The dude brought it, even if his numbers it. didn't Every match. What
1: snap it. made and an impact?
2: It, and it was the thing about even if his number sack numbers didn't match that, the effect was there. Who, where the hell are you gonna go when Bud is over here stopping the run? You got a funnel right to TJ. Got that's get right to him. You, that's the and and I, uh, you've even said
1: that you've asked T.J. about this. T.J. What did Bud mean no, no, to no, you? No, 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 no. It's not that I asked T.J. about it. He brought it up with me repeatedly. He would say, "You're not giving enough credit to Bud. The impact that Bud is having on my career." Okay? Yeah, and this was before Bud's big breakout year, the last year before signing the contract in Nashville. Uh, this is a player, again, you can bring the same, up, same thing up with Cam Hayward with any of the interior guys and they'll tell you the same thing that the impact that Bud had yeah. was so much greater than what showed up on a stat sheet. This is, mm-hmm. this is stuff that requires real live film work and or communicating it with is. the players.
2: I'll say this too. I saw this come up. Hey man, we had confidence you were gonna bring in, but I was going to, and we still made, we're still we'll still get the interview here on this page. Okay. Uh Bud's really good in his public speaking now, a whole lot better than he was. But this is what he also said. So I can do the one year, my home's in Georgia. The practice facility is 36 minutes away. My kids get to stay in their home. My wife and my, my my uh lady can get to stay in our home. Also, we get this for a year and we'll see what happens. I know this for a fact. Another team up north called him. And he said, "Nah, I won't do it. I love y'all team, but I can't do it because I need this to be the place that I'm at for this year. My family would be comfortable. Me get my career back to where I was as far as health and overall uh, output of his play too. So he's in a good spot for what he thinks is is a good proof of year for himself in his next contract.
1: Well, I don't know how anybody would root against him uh, in Atlanta, meaning from meaning as who's following the Steelers because this is this is a a really good football player, a really good dude, and he's got a chance uh, to, well, I mean, they, they call them prove it contracts for, for a reason. Okay. Yeah. He, he, he has to go and get it done. And at the same time, Moan, the Steelers have to go get it done still to bolster that position because they don't even have a Malik Reed right now. No, they, they don't, don't have a three.
2: And I'll say this, too. Uh, I see some draft stuff coming up, too, DK, as yeah, we'll far as that there. goes. We'll get, there. we'll get there for sure. But I think it proves what it actually takes and what they're looking for when it comes down to playing in that Pittsburgh defense, too. Like, Malik Reed came with a bunch of fanfare, did he not? Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't result to anything.
1: Not Nothing. Zero. He had a nice little finish there for the Broncos the previous year. He put up some numbers as well. But yeah. my goodness, was he a non-thing here. Yeah, he,
2: he was. Know. And uh, this it, <laughs> it's beautiful playing in Pittsburgh, but there's a lot that comes along with it. And I'm not trying to make it seem like we're the end all be all of organization, because, heck, we hadn't won a Super Bowl since 2009. OK, oh, OK, time. so it's been a long time. <laughs> but when it's you build a long
1: time, for I team.
2: mean, it's not for us.
1: It's you lost not. all perspective. Uh, but, but in Pittsburgh, DK. I know. It's a long time. It's a long time. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, it'll be the only segment that in fact matters. It's all
2: of Hey Mom.
1: And this portion of the Ramon Foster Show, as promised, is brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. By the way, somebody on uh, the, the Get-Go social media account today yeah, made a reference yeah. to having a case of the Mondays. Now, anybody who makes an office space reference is okay by me in any walk of life. So, kudos here, a shout out from the top step. Uh, yeah, to no whoever doubt. came up with Kate Case of the Mondays. Mondays
2: <laughs> that, that uh, Monday can jump on you, man. But we're we're off and running here today, mm-hmm. man. This this is after twelve o'clock. Everybody got to have a
1: coffee by now, DK. Yeah, Boomer says Moan started drinking the same juice the fans drink. LOL. <laughs> I I won't front boomer. I did,
2: man. I'm ready for us to win this freaking Super Bowl in some kind of capacity. I'll say this I'm ready for us to get past the first round. And even I am, I'm from the era in which we didn't. So I'm longing for that. Okay. So yeah, I'm with you on that one.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, Steeler girl gets us started with this segment. Uh, She says, Hey, Moan and DK, do you think the Steelers make any more free agency moves before the draft? Anymore, man. It's uh, Draft night can be iffy and
2: interesting depending on what other teams want to do with their veteran guys, but I don't know if there will be another free agent sign. And if they are at this point, if I'm not mistaken, it was one on Friday or Thursday, and, and you just pretty much are getting camp bodies slash other prove-it type guys. Like, yeah. I wish I could tell you who's on the free agent market right now, and I can't because most of the guys that you know and love are actually already signed and in camps
1: already. Yeah, I think you're going to see more signings like the one that we just saw today. The Steelers actually just about an hour ago it was a uh, a special teams guy, yeah. and and that's you know that that's that's what you've got to fill those spots too. Okay, uh, those are those are players. Those are guys that make your 53 man, or at least seriously challenge for your 53 man. And for the most part, you don't want that to be draft picks.
2: Right? Exactly. You know? Uh, and that's the thing, too. Draft night, you're giving up your own capital for a guy that's, ah, that's, that's got to be ready to go. You know what I'm saying? And fit your team chemistry and whatnot. So I, I think we're settled in. We're under two weeks right now, DK, with the oh, draft. Yeah,
1: I think it's just 10 days
2: yeah no doubt about it I'm ready for it. this has been a very interesting uh offseason for a lot of teams when it comes down to uh who's picking who and what I saw something early today where the quarterback from Georgia Stetson Bennett was reported Mm -hmm. as moving up the draft boards I'm like from where undrafted to a sixth rounder like come on man (laughs) what are we doing I'm tired of all the lies man well
1: speaking of which Jim comes in and says hey Moan do any of these endless crazy trade rumors ever actually happen?
2: Nah, because the ones that are seriously talking about trades aren't. They're calling each other and they're negotiating on the phone. They're actually making it happen with words and actual stuff written down on the paper. This, uh, These rumors that you're getting from social media accounts, I don't care if it's Il Schefter or whoever else right now, it's not real until they fully report the deal is being done. This time of the year, everybody's trying to find a, a, a leg up or trying to see who's positioning where. I will say this, there may be some movement because it seems uh, as far as Vegas odds go now as they stand, Bryce Young is the number one overall draft pick to Carolina. And rumors are, now here I am talking about the rumor mill, rumors are that that, um, that the Texans aren't interested in anybody else at quarterback but Bryce Young. Now, with that being the case, if that's true, they have the opportunity to back back, and they just got D'Amico Rons as a head coach. So he may go after the defensive guy instead of trying to find the quarterback and just wait and win with defense. So we'll see at this point, man, but uh, until it's fully reported as a done deal. No, I don't believe it.
1: Yeah. I I, I I hate to be a broken record on this stuff, but you know, you mentioned Schefter and there are other people who do this for a living. Yeah. Okay. Schefter is one of them. Uh, there's probably about 10 or 12 of them who only do this for a living and by that i mean they're not people ask sometimes like why don't the local reporters get all these things the local reporters have to cover the stuff that's happening right in front of them they have to cover actual events okay these guys you have to understand the Schefter types for anybody who doesn't know this that is the only thing they do they are on the phone with agents all day long and team executives uh those of us who are here are here we're yes we're in we're in the locker room talking to ramon (laughs) so it's it's a very different vibe people please some of the stupidity including just today just just you know let, yeah. it, let it slide yeah okay, like here's an example of, of something that gets really convoluted like peter king today repeated and that's all he did was he repeated that thing about the steelers moving up to number 9 with the bears and he even called it a rumor he acknowledged that he did no independent reporting on this he just said Here's a fun rumor. Okay, so everyone goes, oh, Peter King says it. That's it. Steelers are moving up to No, no they're actually not. They're actually yeah. not. Peter yeah. King has his own sources. And if Peter King had reported that, he would have just said, I reported it. Gene says, hey, Bone, what about DeMarvin Leal moving to the edge? What do you think of that? He had, Mike Tomlin had him there. He has some time there at Texas A&M, but he's also 6'4", 295. Exactly. I
2: think you'll see him in some heavy sets or in spots or in certain packages. Him being an outside rusher like Alex Highsmith or TJ, not the case. Now, again – Cam's listed as a D tackle, but Cam plays DN in some fronts too. So I see DeMar all being a hybrid type of defender. The best thing he can do is uh, be able to stop the run while getting after the quarterback. Yeah. You cannot be one dimensional in today's game. That's why going after nose tackle early, you, you need a real strong hybrid. Give me a guy, Javon Hargraves, okay? That's your prototypical nose tackle in today's football. Is a guy that can stop the run on the way to the quarterback. That specializes in getting you about seven to nine sacks a
1: year at that position. Mm-hmm. Roddy just has to know. Hey, <sighs> Mo. Filet New York Strip or Porterhouse?
2: This is very interesting. As I you just saw uh, off
1: the list. Real? I know ribeye is on there. the,
2: <laughs> I just I just did a, a, a tri-tip. Okay, right before I did the show. Okay, for my uh, prep. But I'll say this. I love a ribeye, okay? But it's super fatty for the diet that I'm doing right now. Best flavor. Uh, New York Strip is moving up. As it stands currently, I'm filet, New York Strip, and probably ribeye after that if I'm having a cheat day. (laughs) What
1: What does that mean? (laughs)
2: And <laughs> hey, hey, look my wife loves the ribeye okay i'm like hey case let me let me get a piece of that real quick i love the ribeye
1: oh uh, no uh paul says that buddha baker wants too much have you ever seen the nfl films footage of your head coach on oh, the sideline talking i heard about- it in the meetings before he even said that it's the best it is the best the funniest part is there's a player standing there. by the way, we're, we don't we can't show it here, okay? Yeah. You guys have to go find it. Just search Mike Tomlin and Buddha Baker. It's so yeah. worth it. Buddha Baker's a bad blank blank blank. <laughs> I'm telling you he has got to get a hat on him. He is a bad blank blank yeah. blank. And the funniest thing is he's doing this rant and there's, like, one special teams dude hanging nearby. It's like he does, he does, there's nobody even hearing him. Yeah. like I'll be honest. Coach T have his loves in
2: the league, and Buda Baker is one of those dudes. You hear me? Absolutely love. Carlos Dunlap, one of those dudes, man. Chris Jones from Kansas City, one of those dudes. Like, it's okay to be fans of other players on other teams. And I'll say this. Coach Tomlin doesn't hold back. On letting guys know, hey, you a bad man. He told us about Buddha Baker and his draft process and and all things necessary about Buddha before the entire NFL does. When I tell you this guy is a geek about knowing the game, appreciating the game, and I think we were set at safety and all that type of stuff anyway. Okay, are you looking to steal Buddha later? Uh, but he's. He's an aficionado of all things NFL, man. It was it was real cool to watch.
1: Now that is uh, that is he he has and he'll tell guys who was it from the from from the Washington Commanders that he was chasing uh, out onto the field, basically telling him how much he loved him. Uh, Collins <laughs> yeah. was it no, Collins? It was, no, it was a defense defensive lineman.
0: Uh Chase. uh, Chase Chase
1: Young. It was Chase Young we had you we loved you da, 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 da. like all this <laughs> stuff would actually look like borderline tampering if it wasn't him right yeah, yeah. You know what I mean like he's out there telling him man we thought you were the greatest and in our draft be. room
2: yeah and, and I'm hoping chase gets uh healthy but I'll tell you yeah. this if he doesn't and they don't pick us the fifth year option Mike T's gonna be on the horn to try to get mm-hmm. him in Pittsburgh
1: right after Buddha Baker uh Zach says <laughs> what do you miss Roan the most? from being in the National Football League?
2: Easily the locker room, the camaraderie. Oh, my
1: God, everybody says that. Easily. There, are, there are no exceptions to this. Every None. sport, every team, every athlete has that answer. Why is that?
2: Because there's nothing like it. I talked to uh, this weekend. I went to Knoxville for our orange and white game at UC. Thomas Davis is there with his boys, right? Mm-hmm. They're being recruited. And I asked TD. I'm like, TD, great player, right? TD, mm-hmm. you miss it? No, hell no, I'm home. I, miss, I miss the locker room. Like every player that kind of fulfilled their duties of like playing extended amount of time wasn't really pushed out, had the opportunity to retire. Like I'll say this, he had he said three straight ACLs. I was an undrafted guy that made it to eleven years. Like the appreciation of how you got to the end of the journey, I think for guys is is where you you settle in and saying, yeah, I'm okay, I'm I'm good on playing any more football. But there's nothing like the locker room, DK. You talk who you want to. They become your second family and everybody's like minded. I think that's why from the coaches, owners to players, like everybody's like minded And I think that's why it's such an attraction to it.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, I'll say it again. There are no exceptions to this. I was going to this would have been kind of rude, but I was actually going to mouth over your response, even though I've never heard (laughs) you ask that question, because. The the part that people don't understand is the amount of time that you guys spend around each other. Um, mm-hmm. They will they will tune in on Sundays. You know, yeah. at twelve thirty, here's the the pregame show and whatever else. Here you come running out of the tunnel. That's when they see you. Yeah, it, that's it, when it, they yeah. see you and they think, oh that oh yeah. when when they're high fiving each other or elbow bumping or whatever on the sideline, that's their camaraderie.
2: No, no. <laughs> no. It is all day in the building after the uh, after practice is done, uh, text message threads inside the locker room, like I, all my guys saw my kids grow up. You know, like that's how close it is. So it, it's it's more than just a game.
1: Mm-hmm. We get this one so much, but every once in a while, I I, I keep wondering if you're going to give a different answer other than Geno Atkins. Gino. <laughs> Real Isaiah Dennison says, Hey, Moan, who was your biggest challenge to face in the National Football League?
2: Geno and Haloti Nada, easily. Uh, I throw Malik Jackson in there, too, when he was with Denver and with uh, the Jaguars because – I always, I tell us, always had issues with uh, long arm guys because I'm, I have such a long arm uh, length also that he mm-hmm. could, a- he was able to get his arms in a little bit more than other guys, and he was quick enough to get around the edge. Gino, because of his leverage, he could just get underneath your pads, and Haloti Nada because why? <laughs> I mean, come on, uh, He's just bringing, a, he a monster. He's freaking Haloti Nada, man. So, you yeah, yeah, say those, the same thing about
1: three. Campbell, Calais Campbell. You just, he, he, you hey, he just hey, talking about.
2: Monsters. And Calais. I talked to Bud about him because now Calais and Bud are now uh, teammates in, in Atlanta. Oh. Yeah. He signed okay. there for one year also. They're trying to really jump jump up and get some stuff going this year, it seems.
1: Yeah, they've got work to do. Yeah, they do offensively. <laughs> you see me? Uh, they yeah. Got, they got nothing going on the <laughs> offensive side at all. We'll see how that pans out for them as far as the draft goes. Uh, Hanover Fist says, I can't wait for draft day. When does camp start? Depends on your definition of camp. Uh, rookie minicamp is two weeks after that means the draft picks yeah. come in that means the un- undrafted free agents they are all by themselves yeah. in that setting then after that you've got OTAs it's only about a week later not the public part but the part that's behind the scenes three different OTA sessions mandatory minicamp and then yeah. La Trobe is of course in the third week of July Chad says hey Moan who's your who's your celebrity crush
2: um yeah <sighs> Who would that be? Nobody's coming off top right now. I'm so embedded in my kids and, and life stuff. I don't even got a clue right now. Who would it be? That, that caught me off guard. I didn't expect that one right there. I'll come yeah, back to you on that we'll,
1: one. We'll skip that. Al will be quirky who has to get one in says, hey, Mo, the NFL draft and the NFL mock draft 2024 is next week. That's wow. a really good way of looking at it.
2: Right around the corner. I'm telling you. And right now, I can not tell you anything about these quarterbacks that's coming out next year, but I guarantee you they're going to be the headliner next year coming out. Hey, this quarterback's the greatest in the world. I think Caleb mm-hmm. Williams from USC will probably be on that list, though.
1: Slim isn't letting you wriggle off the hook on this one. Says, Hey, Moan, just wondering if the draft was tomorrow and you were the Steelers GM, would you stay put at 17 or would you try to move up or back in the draft?
2: I think I'm staying put. Yeah. For this reason, I got a a second, I'm doing air quotation marks. If you listen to us on the podcast, Mm -hmm. I got a second first rounder at 32. So, like, I, we're really tapping in this year. This is a big foundation draft for us as Steeler fans this year, man. You cannot – oh, Beyonce, easily. Pittsburgh, yeah, Beyonce is a celebrity crush, and everybody knows that too. Uh, with that being said, having the 17th and 32nd draft pick, that's a luxury. You get an opportunity to really bang it out with that one.
1: Yeah, uh, Wade says reply. NFC South games might be fun to watch. No, no, they,
2: they won't. Uh, yeah, no, baby, <laughs> that, that, no. Well, I will say this, Bud did look at it and say, We could really win the NFC South.
1: Like, you got to be
2: opportunistic. Oh, I in what mean, you're doing. that's a
1: low bar, but okay, of course. I mean, yeah, <laughs> well, the thing is, if you know you can win a division, you know you're going to be in the playoffs and you have you a will. chance to be in.
2: Yeah, for sure, no doubt you know, about it. A
1: Yeah, Mike Mabrowski says, hey, Moan, all the talk of draft choices, but how does the process work for matching undrafted guys Mm. with an NFL team? It seems it happens lightning fast after the draft ends. I'd love to hear this one, because how long did it take you to sign with Pittsburgh? Not
2: Not even 20 minutes. Okay,
1: that's, that's absolutely how
2: you, you ain't got hours to decide because there's they're they're probably already calling your agent and I never asked my older my old agent and I end up switching agents after like my first year, um, that was crazy. Um, but what?
1: they, like they a story <laughs> for another day. By the way, I'm marking belief. that down.
2: Okay. belief yeah belief man uh but it happens so fast and it's like every team that you thought had interest in you actually does and they'll let you know we're calling someone else so the biggest discussion that you're gonna have which team how much money who's on the roster those were the biggest conversations I have okay Pittsburgh Jets Cleveland uh, numerous other teams right uh and then how much money you can be my uh what what is in my my uh exclusive uh uh, uh free agent you can get that priority free agent. I was that in Pittsburgh. I wasn't that with the uh with the Browns and the Jets. Actually, were going to make me a priority free agent. Also, hearing that was uh, a green light for me. Okay, I'm more important than just an undrafted guy. Thing was, New York offered me like sixteen grand. Cleveland offered me two grand. Cleveland recruited me the hardest though to try to get me to come there. And Pittsburgh just made the most sense at Wait, the did end. Did
1: you just say two grand?
2: Yeah, 2500 They actually, recruited you the
1: hardest, and then yeah. they were just going to basically give you the equivalent of a week's pay?
2: Says a lot about them, right? My Says goodness. a lot about them. And wow. we'll get into that story as we talk about post-draft okay. stuff. Yeah, with, we will. With, <laughs> with how that works, man. But I looked at the taxes in New York, and Pittsburgh signing bonus is going to be essentially the same after taxes were done. Yeah, pretty. It's a pretty wild. You got about 20, 30 minutes to decide where you're going, DK. Listen, who, who I forget who asked that question.
1: That's I've never heard this. That's crazy. It's
2: fast. But it's the fast. list
1: that the Steelers put out is like, it's almost as fast. They, here's, our, here's our UDAs.
2: And and just being real, some guys are fans of it. And, uh, as far as like deciding where they want to go, Pittsburgh seems cool. Like I asked my agent who's on roster, and one of the best things he told me, Pittsburgh's the land of opportunity, Moan. They really like you, and you got a shot to make that opening day roster. Good. Sign me up.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Stenberg comes in with, should there be any concern with how Pat Friermuth will play this coming season after his knee injury? For anybody who forgot that happened in the last game. Okay. But uh, for anybody who missed this part, he did not require any sort of procedure. He didn't require any sort of surgical procedure. So that in and of itself should tell you all that you need to know. Uh, The knee, the knee was, and is stable. Now, does that mean he's going to be flying around at OTAs and everything else right. here? I would certainly hope not. Uh, but the fact that you, you know, any doctor anywhere will tell you, regarding any body yeah. part, if you can avoid surgery, avoid it. Avoid it. it. Yes. Okay? I'm sure you heard that at how many times, Moan?
2: Numerous. It's such a setback with them cutting through your muscles and going into your tendons and stuff like that. Nobody wants, nobody that, wants uh Nobody wants surgery. Pat, Coming in as a non-factor to me. I think he's going to be fine.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do too. And
2: also, maybe on the line to getting the deal done too, considering Jalen Hurts' situation this uh, that broke today. He's uh, uh, going into year three?
1: I'll, I'll tell you what. The – uh, the, the idea here, and Chris brings it up himself, he says, Hey, Moan, your thoughts on Jalen Hurts' contract, especially players who show flashes of greatness but haven't sustained it or won. I know what Ben Roethlisberger would have to say on this.
2: Okay? Oh, my gosh. Give him time. <laughs> uh, but Philly's done this before, though, with Carson Wentz. I'm hoping it doesn't backfire. And Jalen Hurts is who you want him to be as, as far as the quarterback. And I think he is, man. But this is what they did. They knew they didn't have the fifth-round option. So him even going to the end of that third year was just going to raise his stock. But I'll say this, the psychological aspect of having your franchise quarterback being locked up is way different than any other position. I mentioned uh, Pat Frymuth getting paid earlier, but this is the thing. He doesn't play quarterback. Those Everybody excluding the quarterback pretty much has to grind it out. They do but you ease over the mentality of a quarterback to where he doesn't have to look over his shoulder. He knows if he gets injured, he can stay locked in and, and committed to you also. Uh, but then there's also this side of it too. You pay somebody that early, DK, because you want it to be more team-friendly for you too. Yep,
1: yep. That's, so, that's, that's exactly it. I, I it, mean, go ahead.
2: No, nah, I was just going to say, but what it also does it overcomplicates what's going on in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson took another knock today. Other than the fact that he may get $180 million guaranteed. Nobody for a while, I don't know who's it going to be, is going to see Deshaun Watson guarantee. I don't even think Joe Burrow is going to see that.
1: Now this is—I'm uh, telling you—this is the next thing that's going to come up in the labor agreement. Mark my words, you can't pick on a position, so you can't have a quarterback cap. I believe that, and I believe that that's something that we the told NFL them union about
2: that DK, which we, with all we,
1: all due respect is the weakest God. union in professional sports. I say that I'm saying that on the same screen as somebody who was a who was <laughs> we, a rep. We,
2: we okay. told them that. You got to separate the quarterback salary from the rest of the team because they we take a hit because of it DK.
1: Right, but but you can do that one of two ways I think legally without turning this into a whole discussion. One is to just take the quarterback and set it all the way over here. Okay? Another one and this is something that both the the NHL and the NBA have in their cap systems, which is to have an individual max yeah. regardless of position, okay? If you have prime of his life uh troy palomalu and he is considered by everybody to be the best and most valuable player in the national football league and you want to pay him whatever it is 40 million then that's your max guy yeah that's your max guy it doesn't have to if you're the falcons the 2022 falcons you should not be paying your quarterback at a quarterback rate (laughs) at a quarterback max rate but you should have the ability to to max somebody out And the NFL doesn't have that. And until it does, you're going to see a greater. Did you see what Jalen Hurts' breakdown is per Uh, year? I I
2: didn't look at it. Well, I saw he can get up to about
1: 51. 51. Yeah, it's 51. 51 a year. Now, if you're the Eagles, the rest of the Eagles, your run is over. Yeah. You are done. You have had your fun. You just watched Javon Hargrave walk out the door. Mm -hmm. And he's not the only one that did. There was a run on there, guys. Yes, it was. And and that's so I I don't know if you're and and there and like you said, just from the player standpoint, there's less money for the rest of you.
2: It is, man. Um, it's gonna be it, very interesting moving forward. Like I saw somebody just comment a second ago. Yeah, I, I do think. I do think uh, Joe Burrow's gonna get more. What I said is, I don't know if Joe Burrow is gonna touch Deshaun Watson's guarantee, yeah. meaning full guarantee. Now I'll say this: Joe Burrow can go sign for two hundred million guaranteed, two hundred million dollar deal, two hundred million guaranteed. But I don't think he's gonna get two forty five. I will think he's going to reset it, but I don't know if he's going to two forty five or two fifty four,
1: whichever one it was. Who? Tough. Yeah, yeah. It's we'll see. I, I really think this is coming to a head because at some point you can't just keep having every next quarterback one up the one before him, and and operate with the same existing. Salary cap and the owners aren't about to raise the cap to accommodate that because that's just not how.
2: And and to that point, too, not every owner is rich. They are. But a lot of them have money because of the valuation of the team team, Mm -hmm. not individual wealth. No, there are probably some minority owners with that are invested in certain teams that have more money than the actual majority owners, including Pittsburgh. Okay,
1: including Pittsburgh. So there's that. There we mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Dr. Shadow wants to know if Pittsburgh will ever host a Super Bowl. Um, you take this one because uh, I say a, no. I say no, my, but go ahead. Well, I also say no, because only, but only because the NFL is, is stubborn about it, and I believe that the Roonies don't fight for it hard enough. If they okay? did, being a first family, you think they would? <sighs> yes. Okay. okay. I mean, yes, 100 times over. Uh, when you're talking about, you know, the, 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 the first families, when you're talking about the Maras and the Roonies, uh, yes. Okay. Okay. But you have to believe in it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, of course, you'd have to do things to accuracy your stadium. You'd have to, I'm not, I'm not talking about a dome or you didn't have to have a dome over MetLife stadium no, have you a Super did. Bowl and nobody died, you know, right. Uh, we have more than enough hotels. We have more hotels than we've ever had. <laughs> We held it we held a g20 summit here globally yeah, he yeah, I was the whole there. planet came in we, we can handle anything it's just a matter of having the will to fight for it and I, I believe it's something that the Rooney should I I don't believe that they will however here uh, run says traffic would be gridlocked <laughs> for a month oh and it, it isn't in the other places it's held <laughs> Pittsburgh traffic unique yeah I mean, it, you know, how would you get from the hotel to the stadium? You know we have a subway, right? It goes yeah, under the river. That's true too. That's and by the too. way, we also have NFL games that are held here with the same number of people in the stadium. That's fair. That's okay. Fair. This facility ain't Super Bowl ready. It would need a little bit of help. It wouldn't it does.
2: need much. It does. A little bit of help, definitely. They they, they should go in and redo that regardless, DK. They mm-hmm. should.
1: Yeah, they should. But the press yeah. facilities and everything else, they can handle. And trust me, I've seen some of the press facilities for the venues that have held Super Bowls. And, and, and I'll the, say this. is just fine. Tampa's
2: is trash. Yes. Okay? It is. I don't know how what well, weather is how they keep getting it. Tampa's, their stadium where players, a visiting team visit, which is also home of the Super Bowl too, like for the visiting locker room, it sucks. It does. Does, period. Yeah. So you're right about that. We're not the worst in the league for it. Yeah, Justin says starting with the turf. Did you have an issue with the turf? I never did. I'll be honest with you. I never did. You? Uh, but but again, I wasn't a fast running dude. I wasn't a skilled guy. Some uh-huh. skilled guys probably may have had issues with it and whatnot, but it would have to be completely together by the time the Super Bowl mm. came around. And uh it was well, the uniform? What? go ahead. Uh in New York, they have turf. So, there is that aspect of it too. And,
1: and, which is that's, recognized as the worst, most dangerous turf in the National Football too. League. But they put the Super Bowl there. Just, they did. Just throwing that out there. The tunnels would need to be widened. Oh, you mean the Fort Pitt tunnels? No, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Almost had yeah. me there. Yeah. Almost had you, right? me there. Yeah. Hanover Fist says, let's win a Super Bowl and then have this conversation in earnest.
2: That's fair. Um, I'm with you.
1: I'm okay with that one here. Let's take just a couple more today. Paul uh, says, would a guaranteed cap help? Maybe scale to something like you can't guarantee more than the next highest player's salary. Yeah, the word guarantee right off the bat is a non-starter for the owners.
2: Yeah, I'm going to uh, say that- this, too, about the guaranteed aspect of it, though, too, DK. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put on my union hat real quick. That that to me, uh the guarantee side that you cap players and how much they can earn, mm-hmm. but you don't cap the owners and what they can earn. That that's the biggest pushback I'll ever have about that. Why do the players have to be capped? I know the business structure and the salary cap and, and, and yeah, screw all that. The owners aren't. We saw a dude buy a team for eight hundred million and sold it for 6.5 billion or whatever it was. 6 billion, 5, $50 million. Like, like, come on. What are we doing here? Nobody. Well, kept remember that for too, him? The,
1: one of the things that was funny was that the the Steelers uh, and the NFL and everybody and everybody reached this the the last labor agreement. And yeah. do you remember how? It was almost immediately after the labor agreement that the NFL mm-hmm. announced all these fabulous news. Yeah. Come on. All Come right. on. Hey, everybody, by the way. Yeah. Ton more money. Coming in.
2: You get one. You get a TV subscription. Everybody got one, DK. Uh,
1: that's good stuff here. Oh, uh,
2: I got one too. Yeah, I liked that when I saw that. That's what <laughs> Cleveland offered me. Two grand and powdered eggs, man. Powdered eggs, baby. Uh this one from Kevin Sala. Hey mom, what was the highest round you heard you could go legitimately i heard from three to five and you know what that paper somewhere in here pittsburgh actually had me three to five other teams did too
1: do you ever ask though hang on a second if you guys had me in the third round what was i doing sitting
2: here Well, see here's the other portion of it too though dk that line was pretty much set with youth at the time so they had room for one uh... okay like, okay. legitimately, Willie was there. Well, he's playing tackle. Chris Camuotu was there. Trey Essex was a swing guy for the most part. Darnell uh, was was a uh, – Stapleton was a swing young guy that was expected to do a lot, and his his knees ended up getting him later in his mm-hmm. career. So they ended up picking up one guy that could be a combo. It was between me and Craig Urbic. They went with Craig because he came from Wisconsin, and his 40-time was just slightly faster than mine.
1: So, again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But do you ask? Did you ask at any point? You had a third round grade on me. What was I doing sitting here?
2: Uh, they gave me. That, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it
2: is what it is. Um, but yeah, you're right. I never directly asked that question,
1: though. Huh? I can't try what, what that context would be. Hey, Kevin, by the way, you got a minute? <laughs> <laughs> I can ask them now. I could, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you should have seen me. I was like squirming all over the couch, I, and then eventually I, I slithered right off the couch onto the floor, and I had my Where's face you in down my in the pillows. <laughs> That's exactly how we went. Started <laughs> off on the couch, got more relaxed
2: on the floor, and it's just like
1: lay out <laughs> like oh, oh. Uh, Last one for the day goes to Michael O'Malley the third, not to be confused with the other two Michael O'Malleys. He asks, "Hey Moan." Do you think Omar drafts an edge rusher at thirty-two? Why thirty-two? I'm curious. I know. Why can't we just say, did you say seventeen or forty-nine? Why thirty two? I
2: know I'll say this. I think Bud's not re-signing in Pittsburgh lends the fact that you know where you're going in the draft. I'd almost expect them to go that route. I I would I'd, I'd almost guess they go defense the first two rounds, first two picks. Easily. That and not bother I, me. Yeah, I Wouldn't think they go defense me. the first two picks. Michael O'Malley, Mom, M-O-M, uh, the third. Yeah,
1: you need to start moving some of that youth to the other side of the football. Yeah. Uh, there's no way around that. Listen, uh, we appreciate everybody who's been part of this rather spirited program. Today. It has been.
2: <laughs> it has been. We, we hit a lot of things today, and we're just getting started. I mean, guys are reporting right now. And this is going to be – it's it's just now starting to heat up again, DK.
1: No, it's going to be fun here. We're ten days away from the NFL draft. Uh, we do have some fun stuff in store for mm-hmm. you. Once we get to the actual draft, uh, we know how much uh, how much you're going to value. How much this gentleman over here to my side is going is to have to say about some of the stuff. So we'll be on before you know uh, each of the the, the main. Uh, days the, the, the three days uh and, mm-hmm. and really really pour it on so it's going to be fun
2: yeah no doubt about it looking forward to it baby let's go DK mm-hmm. fun times dog mm-hmm.
1: I forgot what that was. It looks like a cat. It's a
2: lion. (laughs) With a crown.
1: (laughs) Oh, I see. Well, lions are cats. That's kind of something, right? (laughs) It is something.